explain how happy I am that you're married. I am so happy for you. You two are perfect for each other. Like, you're so perfect. I'm not even mad that he chose you instead of me when we all met that night at the nightclub. Like, not even a little bit, because I love living alone in my condo with my iguana, Matilda. <laughs> Um, I know he's the right one for you because you've really done your research. Like, they say you've got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. And whoa, you kissed, like, all the frogs. <laughs> the big ones, the small ones, the old ones, the broke ones, the ugly ones. Okay, I think your time is up, sweetheart. La, la, Welcome to Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about something wedding related, and I'm sure you've already guessed it. We're talking wedding speeches. Now, I've had a lot of jobs before landing on makeup artists, and for a hot second there, I worked in banquets, which means I served tables during wedding receptions. So I basically listened to wedding speeches for a living. Some nights, it was such a struggle to keep a straight face while I cleared plates, listening to family members and friends do verbal nosedives in front of hundreds of people. I get it. Some of us would rather walk on broken glass than speak in front of large crowds. So if you take that anxiety of public speaking, then throw in the emotions, a long day, a lack of sleep, and a couple of gin and tonics, you've got a recipe for disaster. You know what? Even the professionals mess up. I did a wedding one time where the bride's name was Eileen, but the minister conducting the service called her Alien the whole time. Yeah, can you imagine? Do you, Richard, take Alien to be your wife on this planet and on hers for as long as you both shall live? (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was the worst. Today, I'm going to share with you some funny wedding speech moments. I'll give a little bit of advice on how you can avoid boring the crap out of your wedding guests. Then I'll give you my perfect recipe for giving a good speech. And at the end, I'm going to read some of the cringiest wedding speech moments sent to me by my Instagram family. Are you ready for this? Perfect. Then in that case, I'd like you to raise your glass as we give a toast to the wedding speech. The good, the bad, and the OMG. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Back in 2010, I was booked by a beautiful bride named Annie to come do a makeup lesson for her friends as a part of her bridal shower because she was going to be doing a wedding in Mexico and figured if everyone could learn how to glam themselves for the occasion, then they wouldn't have to book a makeup artist. Well, as soon as I finished the lesson, I guess she realized it was a lot more complicated than she thought because she immediately said, you know what? Skip it. Let's just have you come to Mexico to do it. Well, at this point, I'd never been booked to do a destination wedding before. It was the first time a bride had ever offered to pay for me to travel somewhere, and I was obviously super excited. When we got to Palatal Carmen, the hotel was beautiful, right on the ocean, and we were enjoying the sun, counting down till the wedding day. Then, the morning of the wedding, I packed up my makeup and hair stuff, went to make my way to the bride's room, and got caught in one of the worst rainstorms I'd ever seen there. We're talking flooding in the streets and everything. Well, the show had to go on. So one by one, I glammed each of the bridesmaids and the bride, and we all stayed as optimistic as we could that the rain would pass in time for the ceremony. 
Well, Mother Nature must have been on her period that day because the rain didn't stop. In fact, it kind of only got worse. So the wedding coordinator let us know that because of the rain, all of the weddings that day had to be moved indoors, which would mean that Annie had to have her ceremony in the hallway of the lobby. Of course, this was far from ideal. It was certainly not the vision that they'd had when they flew all their friends and family to Mexico. So I finished getting them ready, then went back to my room, and at about three o'clock in the morning, I received a text message from the bride. She was upset that they weren't able to get the photos that she wanted that day, so they decided they were all going to get dressed up the next day and get some shots in the sun. But this meant she would need me to glam everyone all over again. She wanted to have everybody ready by 10 o'clock in the morning. Keep in mind, she's messaging me at three, so nobody would be getting very much sleep. I agreed. I quickly washed my brushes, slept for a couple of hours, and then made my way over to the bride's room. It was very early in the morning, and when I saw the bridesmaids, it was clear that they'd enjoyed themselves the night before. In fact, I think one of them hadn't slept yet and was still a little drunk. She was still in the makeup and updo that I'd done the day before and said, I think I'm fine for the photo shoot. I can probably just take pictures like this. I was like, no, no, sweetie, sit down. (laughs) Anyways, I stayed and watched as all the hungover bridesmaids and groomsmen put on their best happy faces and struggled for the camera. In the end, since I didn't need their outfits anymore and there wasn't actually a wedding happening later that day, they all ran into the ocean and came out a soggy, hilarious mess and it was all caught on camera. The pictures were epic. Now, this wasn't their only celebration. They were also planning on having a reception back home in Vancouver. So this was going to be a very posh party, complete with elaborate decor, contortionist live performances and a slideshow of what had taken place in Mexico. Once again, I glammed Annie and the rest of the bridal party, except this time they invited me to come and celebrate with them. I'd never seen a wedding so fancy, so I was really thankful to be there. When my ex and I got to our assigned table, we laughed when we saw the place cards. Mine said Jaina Boussier, which was the name that I go by, which also happens to be my first husband's last name. And then his said R. Boussier. He glanced at it and said, so I guess I took your ex's last name. (laughs) Thankfully, he had a good sense of humor about it. Anyways, as the reception started, the MC welcomed everyone and then said that there was going to be an open mic so anyone could come up and give well wishes or shower love onto the couple. I braced myself because I'd seen so many of these open mic moments go horribly wrong. For example, there was one wedding where a woman got up to the open mic and said, Um, congratulations, you guys. Um, Ashley, you look really, really pretty tonight. Um, thank you for inviting me. Um, have, have fun. To which an old lady with a grumbly voice called out from the back, If that's all you have to say, just put it in the card. I mean, she wasn't wrong. (laughs) That statement now lives rent-free in my head, and I think about it often as it relates to wedding speeches, but we'll get to that later. Anyways, I never had the chance to cringe at an awkward speech because no one was getting up to talk at the open mic. The silence was killing me. All I thought as I sat there was that this couple was far too cool to not have people singing their praises, and I'm sure all it would take was for one person to be the first to go up and then everyone else would follow. (sighs) So we just sat there staring at this microphone and I thought, man, if only there was someone confident and comfortable enough to talk in front of a bunch of random strangers. Hmm. I waited a few more minutes and then realized, oh shit, it's me. I'm that person. Without thinking twice, I stood up. 
Everyone looked at me. Well, I guess it's happening. As my legs moved me towards the mic, I asked myself, what the fuck am I going to say? But I decided I'd figure it out once I got there. I stepped up to the mic, looked out at a sea of faces staring back at me that seemed to be both relieved that someone was finally up there and confused as to who the hell I was. I opened with, you can tell the quality of a couple by the friends that they keep. And I went on to briefly mention the story behind the photos that were playing on the slideshow behind me. The dedication that their friends had to show up the morning after the wedding, regardless of how they felt, to make sure the couple got the photos that they wanted. I said, as an outsider, it was clear that they were loved and that they give that same love and dedication to each other. Then I invited everyone to raise a glass to love. May we share it. May we be it. And then I sat down as everyone applauded. (laughs) Immediately after, friend after friend came up to say how much they supported the marriage. They told stories. We laughed. They made fun of the bride and groom. And I still remember one person saying, The groom fell in love with her the first time they met and waited for Annie to catch up. I thought that was really cute. Later, I found out that the wedding guests were asking the bride who I was. And the bride said, Oh! That's my makeup artist. And they said, no, 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 but how do you know her? And she said, she's my makeup artist. That's how I know her. (laughs) What can I say? I'm not kidding when I tell you that I'll do anything for my clients. A few years later, Annie's sister got married and she also hired me to do her wedding. And once I was all done glamming up her and the bridesmaids, she asked me, would you like to come make an appearance at my reception tonight to give a speech? You know, for old time's sake. I told her I would if she needed me to. I don't mind public speaking at all. In fact, if you told me right now that I needed to give a talk in front of, I don't know, Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, and Jay Shetty, I'd say, sure, what do you want me to talk about? I'm pretty sure I get my confidence in public speaking from my mom. At my wedding, she surprised the hell out of me. I remember her asking, can I do anything I want for my speech? I had no idea what she meant. I figured she was probably referring to some embarrassing story she wanted to tell or something, but I was blown away when she actually wrapped her wedding speech. Yeah, she went straight M&M on my ass. <laughs> she wrote a rap that she did to the beat of Billie Jean by Michael Jackson and performed it holding the mic upside down and everything. I was laughing so hard, my knees gave out. I could barely stand up. She was a legend for that. I'm not going to lie. People talked about her, quote, speech long after the wedding was over. So I guess it runs in the family. But on that note, sorry I didn't wrap my speech at your wedding, Annie. I probably should have done better. (laughs) Over the years, I've seen wedding speeches done as PowerPoint presentations, songs, poems, video messages, open mics. And now I can say that the worst ones typically fall into one of five categories. So today I'd like to start by going over my five categories of that guy, or in other words, don't Don't be be that that guy. guy. That guy. Number Number one, one. the inside joker. This is usually someone who's trying to prove that they know the couple the most. I know you've heard these kind of speeches before. You know, the ones that are full of remember the times. Well, one of my brides said that she had a bridesmaid do a speech that went on and on about a bunch of inside jokes from a girl's trip. But the bride never even went on that trip and didn't have a clue what her friend was talking about. Apparently, she'd mixed up her friends. So the whole speech, the bride just smiled and nodded along with the guests. Nobody knew what the heck the bridesmaid was talking about. An inside Joker speech would sound something like this. Oh my knickknack. Well, you guys call her Nicole, but I call her Nini, Nika, Nix, Nicanora, Nicolas, Nikki, Kiki. <laughs> oh, where do I start? Like, we have so many 
memories together. Lots of them I can't talk about here because they're not appropriate. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, remember? Rem oh, remember London? Yes, London. And then the song came on and it was like, let's get it started. And oh my God, I know you had to be there, but you, what she does when she hears that song, you don't even want to know. Well, I do have video footage, but I'm not going to play it here. Again, it wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> then there was Las Vegas, remember? with the And then the guy, and he did the thing. And then, okay, don't worry. I'm not going to talk about it today. Oh, basically, it's just it's an inside joke. You had to be there. But anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I know you remember this, hair fan, eggplant, one, two, three, hot shot, tequila shot, you and me. <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you so much. Here's, here's some more memories. <laughs> These are the kinds of speeches that leave all the guests wondering, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> oh, man. if I feel like if you can't have everyone in the room at least somewhat understand what's being said, then maybe just save it for a private conversation. Next up is The Rambler. Don't be that guy. It's usually someone who didn't prepare, often someone who's intoxicated, and they thought they'd just wing it, then bumped along on the struggle bus as they tried to bring everybody with them. They're trying to figure out what to say and how to end it, and in turn, almost feel like they never end up ending it. A Rambler speech goes something like, this. Fun fact, this is almost word for word exactly a speech that I heard at a wedding once. Hey everyone, uh, I'm the brother of the groom. Uh, I didn't really prepare anything, uh, so I'll make this quick. Um, yeah, my, my brother and I, like, I mean, we've known each other, I guess, our, our whole lives, but <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't plan anything. I didn't have time to write anything, but, uh, that, I mean, that doesn't mean I don't love him. I mean, I love you, bro. And, uh, I'm really happy for you. And, uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to say because I'm just so happy for you. And, um, again, sorry, I should have, I should have written something. I really should have written something down. I mean, I did, I did put a couple things in my phone here. Just one second. I'm just gonna, oh, let me see if I can try and find it. Um, that's not it. Okay. You know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna say, um, congratulations, you two. I'm, I'm so happy that you found each other and I would have said it more eloquently. I would have, I would have said it better if I would have had time to plan, but I just didn't, I didn't have time. I didn't have Time to write anything. So, um, but I hope that doesn't, I mean, I hope you know that. I hope you know, I hope you get it, that I, I still love you. And uh, that's, I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why, you know, I said yes to writing or <laughs> saying a speech. But anyways, you get the point. I won't take up more of your time. I won't, I don't want to overstay my welcome, you know, on the microphone. Because I know how sometimes people can really do that. Like they really, they just talk too long and everyone's like, oh, please just get off the microphone. It's enough. It's enough. And I don't, I don't want to be that person. So I would never want to be that person. So, um, again, I love you. Congratulations. And thank you for having me here. And my lovely girlfriend, Anna, Annika. That's uh, Annika over there. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, I'm not going to take up more of your time. Uh, again, sorry I didn't write anything, but love you, bro. Okay. I guess that's it. Okay. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, remember that one time we were play fighting? 
and I hit my head on the coffee table and you called the ambulance and you saved my life. So that, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And I'm sorry I didn't say that better, but uh, that was, you know, a really important thing for me. And I just wanted you to know. So um, again, <sighs> congratulations, guys. I don't, I'm not going to take up any more time on the microphone because <sighs> nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Okay. So uh, have a good night and congratulations and uh, have fun. Yep. These speeches are cringe level 5,000. It's kind of the ones where you want to get one of those giant canes you used to see in cartoons and just pull the person right off the stage. So don't be that guy. Next up, we have the roaster. This speaker spends the entire time making fun of the bride, the groom, or the couple together. They're often inappropriate, bro-y kind of jokes. Of course, everyone loves a good joke, and it's often the best man who pokes fun at the groom a little, which is great for a laugh, but it's still a toast, not a roast. And at some point, you gotta bring it back to the warm and fuzzies. I've seen some speeches with so many disses that it left me wondering afterwards, are these guys actually friends? Or is this the passive-aggressive way of someone letting him know that he actually hates him? There are also weddings I've been to where there's a theme to everybody's speeches. For example, there was one where everybody who got on a microphone made a mention to how the bride could be, quote, difficult to get along with sometimes, but in slightly different wording. Basically, by the time the fifth person had mentioned it, I thought to myself, okay, we get it. She's She's a bitch. bitch. I guess that's when it's time to read the room. If it's already been said twice, three times, maybe take that line out. Here's an example of a roaster's speech. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can have your attention, I'd like you to raise your glasses to the room. (laughs) Today, we gather here to celebrate this momentous occasion, and must I say, we're in for a wild ride. Now, let's talk about Steve, shall we? Where do we begin? Well, let's start with his fashion choices, buddy. I've seen scarecrows with more style than you. It's a good thing your bride has a great sense of humor, because she's going to be laughing at your wardrobe choices for the rest of her life. And speaking of laughter, let's not forget, he's got no sense of humor. His jokes are as funny as origami. I mean, seriously, if you ever try stand-up comedy, we're going to need a whole lot of laughing gas to get through it. (laughs) But let's give credit where credit is due. The groom has some impressive skills, too, like his ability to procrastinate. (laughs) I've never seen anyone leave things to the last minute quite like him. It's truly a talent, folks. Just don't expect him to be on time for anything. In fact, I've heard he's already behind schedule for the honeymoon. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, these speeches are usually done by the resident funny guy who may have missed his calling in stand-up comedy and is using the opportunity to be on the microphone at your wedding as his chance to show everyone his chops. Don't be that guy. You knew it was on the way. Next up, the crier. I'm sure everyone's been at a wedding with this person before. Maybe it's someone who's sad they're not the one getting married, or they feel like they're losing a friend. It's sweet to get a little choked up, but if no one can understand what you're saying, it might make sense to just shut it down early and tell the couple what you wanted to say in private, right? So here's an example of a crier's speech. Hi, um, I'm a friend of the bride. Hi, Amanda. I'm so happy for you. You look so beautiful tonight. I'm gonna... Okay, I'm gonna try and get through this. I can't. From the very first time we met, I 
America pageants when the one girl didn't win and she's crying and she wants you to believe that it's because she's so happy for the one who did win but really we all know she's just sad for herself that's kind of what that reminds me of but in other words don't be that guy last but not least my all-time fave <laughs> the eulogy speech is she dead because Sometimes people give speeches like we're talking about the bride and or groom like it's in the past tense. You know, these are the speeches where they always talk about how she was always so funny, those sorts of ones. And when you mix it with a slideshow playing in the background with a montage of photos ranging from when the bride's mom took the pregnancy test to her first day of school, her first missing tooth, that time she broke an arm, their first trip to Disneyland, prom, driving her first car, it kind of starts to feel a little bit like somebody died. I kind of feel with the slideshows like, why not put more photos of the couple together? It's a celebration of their love, not really a celebration of life. But anyways, throw in a couple of childhood pics for giggles, but sometimes it looks like the life and times biography of someone who died too early. Anyways, I digress. I had a friend of mine who we always joked about these eulogy speeches at weddings, and she told me when she was getting married, if you hear anyone at my wedding giving a eulogy speech, just take off your shoe and chuck it at them. Well... When her wedding came around, unfortunately, her dad started to give the worst eulogy wedding speech I'd ever heard, and she was glaring at me from across the reception hall, and I slowly reached down to my shoe like, huh? Should I? You told me to. And she was looking at me like, don't you dare. There was one wedding that I went to where the mom went through year by year everything that she did with her son. And she even wanted everyone to know that she taught him the keyboard. And she brought a mini one up to the stand and had him play the chopsticks for everybody. Oh, it was so cringy. Well, anyways, here's an example of a eulogy speech. Hi, everyone. I'm Betsy. I'm the mother of the bride. Oh, where do I start? I mean, Elizabeth was always just such a bright and shining star, you know, and she was always, she was always the life of the party, the fun. She had so much charisma. There's nothing that little Lizzie couldn't do. Um, I'm so proud that I got to be her mom. Well, Lizzie, always making me so proud. She got straight A's all through high school. I mean, well, except for science, that one semester she did get a B minus, but we still loved her the same. Um, yeah, and you know, growing up, I just always knew she was gonna be something great. And now today, um, I just, I'm gonna miss her. 
I'm gonna miss her. It was always so nice having her around the home. She liked to bake cookies and they made the house smell so good. So good. Uh, Lizzie, um, we love you, baby girl. We loved you, we always will. Uh, you'll always be in our thoughts. Um, regards, mom and dad. These are the speeches that always have me wondering. She's here, right? Like she, she made it to the wedding, right? Please. Don't be that guy. Okay, now that I've got all that off my chest, <laughs> I'd love to give some advice for how to include speeches into your wedding reception because they can be a very special and meaningful part of the evening. First of all, don't force anyone to give a speech. Some people might feel obligated to say something because they're the sibling or someone relevant at the wedding, but there might be other people who are more excited to say something or would spend more time preparing something awesome. This is a great way to avoid having people just rambling off on the microphone without saying anything that relevant. If you have a lot of people who have something to say, maybe you could consider having a video message booth so your guests can give their advice or send their well wishes privately on camera and then you can watch all of them on an anniversary or something. Another option is to have some of the speeches done at the rehearsal dinner the night before the reception instead. This way it's less intimidating for the speaker and it opens up the reception to be a little less wordy. Keep it to a reasonable amount of people. There's a wedding that I went to that had nine bridesmaids and nine groomsmen. The bride and groom insisted that each person in the bridal party give a speech, including all four of their parents. I'm not that great at math, but I think that means that there were 13 speeches. That's like 11 speeches too many. Just think of how much patience you have for speeches when you attend a wedding. Anyways, at this one, everyone did their speeches. It kind of ended up feeling like a bit of a talent show because somebody sang, somebody said a poem. I mean, it would have been cute if there was like a quarter of the amount of people presenting. But it was a lot. Anyways, the way the evening went was there were so many speeches that it took up all the time in the reception hall. So they couldn't even dance or party. We actually had to move the reception to a nightclub. Yeah, it wasn't great. Actually, one of my friends was in the bridal party and he couldn't think of what he was going to say. And I knew how many speeches there were going to be. So I said, for how many people are going to be talking? If you walk up to the microphone and just say, hey, guys, congratulations. And that's it. You'll be the favorite of the night for sure. (laughs) So how do you give a good speech? Well, here's my recipe. First of all, start with opening up with how you know the bride and maybe a funny moment from your past that highlights what your bond is like or what kind of a person she is. Next, try giving an example of what has changed since she met her person or how you first heard about them together. Maybe you could try giving three reasons you think they make a great couple. Then close off with a fun piece of advice. And hey, hopefully you don't fight often, but if you have to, do it naked. Maybe you could say something that has to do with how to deal with her or what she's like or something like that. Then wish them the best, raise a glass, give a toast. Here's to a lifetime of happiness and scene. That's it. It's really not that hard. Now, if you're listening to this saying, Gina, but I'm terrified of public speaking. Here's some things to keep in mind. When you get to the mic, take a second. Look around. Take a breath. A moment for yourself. It's easy to feel rushed or panicked when you feel like everyone is looking at you, but taking that moment for yourself can be a real game changer. Plus, it gives them a moment to recognize you. To them, you're commanding attention. 
It's also kind of sweet to start a wedding speech by making a joke about how nervous you are. After all, this isn't Toastmasters. It's a wedding. You're just a regular person giving a talk about someone that you love. So when you admit that you're nervous, it helps bring people along on the ride with you. You come across as more relatable and the audience will be cheering for you the whole time. Remember that a wedding is a room full of love. The people in the audience are rooting for you and we're often so concerned that people are judging us when really they're usually just sitting there thankful that they're not the one on the microphone. Remind yourself that you're not talking about anything you don't know about. This is your sister, your brother, or your best friend. In fact, you're an expert on the topic. There's nobody better for the job than you. Lastly, the one thing I always hear people say when I ask them what they're so afraid of with public speaking is, what if I stutter or fumble my words? And to that I say, who cares? It's normal. And the audience will see you as real. Last but not least, I promised you some funny wedding speech moments from my Instagram family. After stumbling his way through his speech, the best man who didn't get along with the bride awkwardly finished with, sorry man, I know this wasn't great, but I'll do better at your next wedding. Ooh, that's a little crusty. Next, someone said, my cousin and his buddy had a pact that they would be each other's best men. Okay, it was all well and good, but the only catch was that during their toast, they also had to moon the guests at the reception. So after his speech, he goes to put the mic back and then says, oh wait, I almost forgot something. Then he stood on a chair, turned around, and mooned everyone at the wedding reception. The groom had forgotten all about that promise because he looked blindsided. Luckily, my side of the family found it hilarious, but hers definitely didn't. It's not every day you get to see a bare ass at the reception. Next, someone said, My hubs winged his wedding speech and thanked everyone, but forgot to mention anything about me. To be fair, there's a lot of grooms who don't know how a wedding speech is supposed to be, so if you know a man who's about to get married, don't forget to remind him. You gotta gotta say say something something about about the the bride. Then someone said, It was my cousin's second wedding, and his brother kept saying the first wife's name at the speech. Ooh, that's gotta sting a little. A bride's friend stood up to talk and her hair caught fire from a candle behind her. Luckily, it got patted out. Well, (laughs) that's one way to get everybody's attention. (laughs) And last but not least, this person said, Just last weekend, the bridesmaid of honor said that she squirted on one of the groomsmen. Oh my gosh, talk about inappropriate, but I kind of love moments like that. Anyways, that's all the time that we have for today. Hopefully you found some of this helpful and funny. If you know someone who's going to be getting married, could you pretty please share this with them? I hear every time you do, a wedding reception goes perfectly smooth and everybody gives incredible speeches. It's true. Thank you for pressing play this week. Now, please go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much. Goodbye. And as a special surprise, I'd like to ask the groom to come up here. Come on, baby. I know you weren't expecting this, but I brought this tiny keyboard. I want to show everybody what I taught you. Come on, we're going to play a song again. Don't be shy. Turn a frenzy into a whole
alright when you come through Oh girl, you're like a superhero, I know Ain't nobody like ya You know that they try to But they don't come close, that's why I'm yelling Damn Jaina, would you fit me in if you can? Damn Jaina, I know you the one with the plan Damn Jaina, there's no time to waste Would you make Damn Jaina, could you make me up right Time to waste, would you make me up? Could you make me up right now?